welcome to Press Drive by Track. I'm your host, Darren. Today we're going to be talking about excogitate from expectation, and neither of those words have an E at the start. <laughs> Recorded autumn 2001 to December 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 1st of January 2003. On the track, we have Prince, John Blackwell, Rhonda Smith, and Candy Dolfer. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 33, and joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, Darren. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so dumbfounded by the whole X <laughs> title thing. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit speechless. Yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't. He doesn't conform to your, you know, English language. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he he, he everything just starts with an X on this album. Do you, so. do, do you think he was like a huge X Men X Men fan? That that's kind of what I'm getting from this. <laughs> I do, I mean, let's put it like this: X Men the movie came out in 2000, didn't it? And X Two came out in like 2002. Mm. You know, it's around the time. Maybe maybe he's like, I'll I'll. I'll cash in on this whole X-Men craze <laughs> by releasing an album that just starts with an X that, that consists solely of jazz songs. That's that's what I'm going to go for. Jazz instrumentals, um, something I'm really famous for and people love. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think it's interesting because, like, uh, you know, this this song, um, it, it has it has this kind of, this descending kind of riff that, that recurs throughout the song which, you know, you have the Rhodes and the, the, the drums kind of start the song off. Um, and then when the saxophone comes in, um, it has this kind of descending line. Yep. And that kind of comes back for like four more times in the song. Um, and in between you have, um, you have I don't know if I'd call it a bass solo, but you just have the bass and the Rhodes by themselves mm -hmm. to start off with. Um, then you get kind of like a short saxophone solo um, before you know most of the music kind of drops out and you've just got the bass, um, and then you get a flute solo. Um, and I don't know that I have. I mean, I don't know if it is actually a flute or if it is some kind of synthesizer that is made to sound like a flute. It, it sounds. It really sounds like a flute, though. Yeah, like it. Yeah, that's that's the thing is when you like when you hit when you know, you know it's something is a flute when you can hear the the sound of the the kind of the breath on the actual mouthpiece. Um, but I don't know that Candy Dolfer played flute, so I'm I'm not sure who is playing the flute on this. And I know for certain Prince didn't play flute because uh, woodwinds were the instruments that he could not master. So um, I don't know. It's like it, 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 it kind of comes out of nowhere. And then when the when the riff comes back in, you have the flute in addition to the kind of the saxophone and you know the the bass and the the mm. Rhodes. Um, and then you know you get like a proper solo towards the end. Um, and then towards the end of the song, you, you kind of get half the, the kind of the main riff as the band all comes back in towards the end. You know, this is this is interesting because essentially we're basically like, you know, two tracks in and already we have this kind of melancholic downbeat jazz. Yep. Um, so I don't, it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, obviously when people think of jazz, I'm sure people have many different things in their head as to, you know, what jazz consists yep. of. Courting time, clearly courting time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well personally i would say like bebop is more where my head goes to when you think of jazz or you might think of like you know early miles early noughties like what like this this would seem anachronistic for that time as well like this probably means what does like yeah i guess what does the general public think of jazz and how would how would this fall into like their conception of what print is doing or whatever i I know, like, what what would you call this, like, outside of just jazz? Uh, I mean, I don't know, because, 
I mean, well, let's put it like this. Uh, there is a prize that's given out over here, which is called the Mercury Music Prize. Yep. Uh, Mercury being a telephone company that no longer exists and has not existed for a number of years. Um, you know, and so it, it's had various different sponsors, but, you know, Mercury Prize is the, is the title that's kind of stuck. Um, and interestingly, um, every every year when the when the you know the prize is announced, there's there's always like a slot that is reserved for jazz. Um, so <laughs> so each year there's a, there's you know there's usually you know a few indie albums. Yep. You have like a you know an album that sells a lot, something you know something from Coldplay or mm-hmm. or the like, and then you'll have something that is jazz. Um, and um, you know, looking looking at kind of like you know what was qualifying in the early two thousands under this category, um, I'm guessing uh, looking at like some of the you know the, the the you know the the different artists here, I would say maybe I don't know Joanne McGregor would be like the jazz entry one year, um, and then you have like uh, Eliza Carthy is like the jazz entry, uh, or uh, Terry Walker. Um, you know, or uh, I don't know. I, I guess the weirdest thing is in 2004, I think maybe Amy Winehouse would have been considered the jazz entry um, mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think I think that the kind of the early 2000s, um, it wouldn't have been out of place for, you know, kind of jazz to be, um, you know, kind of popular. And I think the thing that we have is we have what this album feels like mostly, which is coffee shop jazz. Yeah, I would um, say you know, this is jazz. jazz. <laughs> this is like yeah, this this is jazz that is on in the background, basically. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, and I guess like you know, it, it, it doesn't. It's not like it's kind of groundbreaking, but it does follow that kind of. Um, I guess you know, like kind of early Miles Davis stuff, mm-hmm. where you have. So a theme that is stated in this case it's that kind of the slow descending chords and you know that, that, that very kind of basic saxophone line mm-hmm. um and and then you have little solos in between that kind of are based off that and then you kind of return to the the, the kind of the, the head the riff. And you kind say. of yes the, they, they bring the groove back in basically <laughs> and the thing is in this in, in a lot of songs on this album you can feel the moment when oh and here comes the groove. Like you can feel it, like the main statement coming back, and it, and there's always like a little hesitation, as if Prince is looking at the rest of the band and saying, <laughs> "One more time around, people. Let's let's just keep circling. You know, let's just go one more time, and and then somebody else can have a solo. You know, like uh, I'm disappointed actually that there's no drum solo in this particular song. You know, it's most it's like is, is it's mostly the are there drum solos on the rest of the record or there are a couple of songs that do have a little bit more emphasis yeah. on the drums. Um though I think the next album is more notable for the fact that, that each of the, the tracks kind of emphasizes different instruments mm-hmm. and, and people get different solos. Um but yeah so I mean you know, a lot of the tracks on this album just depend on taste. You know, if you like listening to kind of instrumentals then I, you know, I think you'll enjoy the tracks on this album. If you don't, then you'll probably get bored at some point during the album. Um, um, I, but I think this is, you know, this is an engaging enough song. Like, I'm curious to see what was, like, Prince's writing process. Like, the idea of him, like, just writing out, the, like, these the chord chart for, like, the band and then passing it around and just, like, here's the head and we're going to improvise. Like, and him coming up with these X titles. Like, I'm... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he just came up with the titles afterwards. There's no way in hell he like had a whole bunch of X-themed jazz instrumentals lined up. 
like yeah it's gonna no and i would say this as well you know the the kind of the issue that there is with this album is a lot of the saxophone was dubbed in after where where you hear like the solos for the saxophone those would put in afterwards and i think sometimes they do kind of like merge a little bit with some of the other music because it does feel like if the band were in the studio you could everyone else would bring themselves down as the solos happened but some of the some of the solos on here where the saxophone is playing, it just sounds like Prince has turned the saxophone up a little bit so everyone can hear it. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like I don't know. It, there's a there's a weird kind of artificiality to the whole of this album mm-hmm. where it, it's kind of obvious that everything was done in the studio and probably put together piece by piece. You know, by Prince, yep. where he probably had you know John Blackwell come in and put some beats down and then he kind of gradually built it from there. Um, it doesn't feel like it's an in-band effort, which is, you know, that is actually what news was, is, you know, everyone was in the studio and it was a full band effort. Yeah. And if you listen to those tracks and you listen to these tracks, you can kind of tell the difference. So, I mean, for me, I would say that this is probably, I don't know, like maybe a three and a half, maybe a three out of five. Like, I feel a lot of this album is kind of, I wouldn't say samey, because there are enough differences between the tracks that you can mm-hmm. kind of tell when one song stops and a new one begins. But there is because of the because of the sound and because of the production method, it it just feels a little artificial. It doesn't yep. feel like there's any kind of spontaneity, uh, which you know is what jazz is built on. Like I'm kind of shocked that you you're giving it that higher rating. Like I'm I'm thinking about like what how to approach this as like a Prince fan, like and someone who like has played jazz and like sort of understands like the the ethos of it and. I think if you play this track to an, someone uh, who knows Prince's music relatively well, and then you don't tell them it's Prince, they would never work it out. And and that to me, like, kind of bothers me a little bit. As in, like, I know, I I suppose, like, for me, I you could sort of work out Stevie Wonder playing an instrumental song or him writing it. You'd go, that's Stevie Wonder. Where like I can't do that with this like this particular track where I'm like, oh, that's Prince. That's definitely a Prince composition and that kind yeah i'm i'm gonna give this two 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 out of five and yeah i I think it's an okay song like i can sort of like maybe like picture a band yes improvising over this like at just if you want sort of inoffensive jazz that doesn't like interrupt too much yes you would have it on in the background but yeah it's nothing special i would say Yes. Uh, well, you know, Prince never played this live. Um, you know, as with, uh, you know, the, the kind of, uh, oddly enough, One Night Alone and this and News, you know, they're the three albums that Prince kind of didn't really play live. Um, you know, stuff from stuff from basically between Rainbow Children until Musicology, he didn't really revisit um, outside of the studio. So, uh, which again, you know, depending on the composition of the band, it, like it's hard to mm-hmm. kind of recreate these. Also, you know, in the middle of a concert, if you're going from like, you know, a little red Corvette to this, I can imagine people will <laughs> be like, what is happening? What's going on? So unless you're doing just like a performance that is specifically this and maybe some like madhouse stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't know where Prince would include this in a live set. So anyway, I felt like we said about as much as we can about excogitate. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug on? Oh uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Aunt2Comedy <laughs> and that's spelled 
A N H T U and the word comedy. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks for support for being my guest here on time. Uh, no problem. Uh, <laughs> no problem there. Thanks for having me. And otherwise,